podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening. <laughs> Welcome to the LFC Day Trippers Transfer Agenda show with your introduction there by Mr. Andy Young. Um, Andy, how are you? Good, Keith. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. All the better for hearing that little uh, yeah. spin on the intro music, you know. He it. nearly done the countdown team tune. Did you notice that? That was, it was building up. It just gets me in the mood. Well, that's it. That's it. And that's what we want. Everyone in the mood. Let's talk. Let's talk transfers. Grizz Khan, how are you, my man? I'm fantastic now. I've had my night of uh, nightly glass of milk. That's it. That's uh, it. Ready for bed. Ready for bed, like a good six-year-old child having his glass of milk, his glass of bonya before he goes to bed. Gav, how are you? Well, this is it. This is it. Gav. Yeah. How are you? Good, good. I'm um, I'm getting a bit nervous over this transfer window now. Uh, Hold for me. I am. I am. Um, Grizz's 95% hit rate is in massive doubt now, and... Witness protection awaits. I'm being honest. So, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm getting. I've, I've come into the stage now where I'm. You know where you, you kind of think, oh fuck, who cares what happens? But I do. I care a lot, and I just, I, I genuinely can't ha- wrap my head around what's going on now. I really can't. Well, what's changed like overnight? Like, sorry, I just no. Go ahead, please. I'm just intrigued with this flip flop mentality, like. Um, well, I wouldn't call it a mentality. I think that's a, a horrible accusation to throw at me. But uh, I, no, I, do you know what? There's just usually it's kind of I don't mind if there's complete silence. I don't mind that from the club and everything. I don't mind that. I kind of go, yeah, they're going to go their business. But there's too much. Like we always talk about transfers and too much. You know, no smoke without fire for player A, B, and C, and that that's yeah. true most of the time. But I think that there's different things coming out from certain people now and I kind of that you would trust and you're kind of going and when you read into them now you could read into them in a positive way I'm kind of reading into them now in a bit of a mm, this doesn't feel right but yeah. I could be now I know completely you wrong I know what you mean I just want to before we carry on I just want to call out Jack Smyer who's who's just insisted that I don't know nothing well yeah of course I don't but thanks for tuning in and smash that like button before we carry on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's he's supposed to be about the same message about seven dollars. What response? Oh, we want he want uh, Jax wants FSGO. So, um, oh, is stay, oh. stay tuned. If you keep saying it, it'll happen. Well, that's it. If you <laughs> yeah. say it three times in the mirror and turn around, it might work. And if you're watching Beetlejuice at the same time, it has extra special effects. That's it. That's it. He probably oh, doesn't know what Beetlejuice is, could be a bit before his time, Great lads. Fun. It's a, it's a classic film, classic film. Um, and I'll come to you first. I do share Gav's nervousness about the way the transfer window was panning out for Liverpool, or is it just a case of relax and hold for? 
Um, I look, obviously we all love new signings, but I'm not getting myself stressed or overly worried about it. I think we have a super team there and a super squad that's only going to improve with the likes of Kate coming into form and Minamino. The areas I'd be most concerned about, just if we did get an injury at the back, uh, we've lost one centre-back and we haven't really replaced them. And then the front three have played a huge amount of games. I would like to see back up there. But I'm not as concerned about the midfield as everyone else seems to be. It, it seems to be like Santiago or it's bust. Mm. Liverpool, have, Liverpool have enough there at the moment to challenge for the league again. Or, or, I mean, to be favourites for the league again, in my opinion. City haven't addressed their biggest problems. And every other team has an awful lot of catching up to do. So I don't know why we'd be flapping. It'd be quite different if last year we came close again. And we haven't improved you might be thinking that we might slip further. But, I mean, I think the league is going to be won with the low 90s this year. And uh, that, that squad is more than capable. It's more than capable of actually getting more points than we did last year. So we shouldn't be overly worried. But, look, we all love new signings. But, um, yeah, just relax. I think there will be I think there will be signings. It goes on till October. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Grizz, um, are you just sitting back and just waiting for all to happen and you're not flinching? You're holding fast, steadfast in your uh, beliefs that we will improve on this squad? Keith, we can only go by our past experiences in terms of FSG on the whole. And I don't mean that last summer because we didn't buy no, no one last summer. So, we, you know, we can't go by that. But what we can go by is the overall... The overall impact, the overall direction these guys have led us in. Now, don't get me wrong. There's no way, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, there's no way we can go into basically, what would it be, a, a, th- a second, third window without addressing the, the forward issue in terms of how much time, how much games they've played, how much minutes they've had in their legs. We do need to freshen up that area. So, in my opinion, before everyone says, oh, of course we need signings, Yeah, I'm saying we need signings. It's funny, actually, because at the moment, the trend seems to be if we don't get Thiago, we're fucked. FSG Mm. out. Well, Thiago's the the cherry on the icing. Thiago's not what's crucial to what we need. I think Andy alluded to what we really need is a centre-back cover and an attacking player. Now, Thiago's like just a bonus, lovely little present, some may say, from FSG to us, which will happen. But forget that for now. What we do need to address is the, the, the defence. And I firmly believe we have like, three weeks or four weeks, whatever it is, to address that, and it will be addressed. Now, come the end of the window, and us four lads are sitting here, and we haven't addressed any of the issues that we've discussed for weeks on end, then we will have a different view. Well, I will have a different viewpoint completely. But until then, as Andy says, there's no point shouting because no one's – who's going to listen to your shouts? Just relax. Lower your blood pressure, have a glass of milk, and watch the right. Yeah, I mean, look, um, the cherry on the ice, and that must be a Luton thing, is it, Chris? Uh, I haven't heard that one over oh, here. Is that a new one? Yeah, it's a know. new one. But um, no, right. look, well, I always come out with a couple of new ones. Cherry. I ice. like that. I like that. But listen, I do agree. I think um, Thiago is the the signing that everybody wants now. But it was the one that was, you know, it, it's not the necessity. The the need the centre back and. Um, the attacking 
player. Now, I want to touch on... No, we'll come to them. We'll come to them. I wanted to just ask uh, Andy, I'll come to you. The recent report that came out from the Swiss Ramble about Liverpool finances, did you have mm. a look at that? And if you did, what did you make of it? Yeah, of course I did. Um, there was... I didn't find out in there new or revealing and it it just puts a little bit of perspective on Liverpool's finances. People assume we're absolutely minted. But the fact of the matter is a lot of spending has been done on maintaining the current squad. There's a lot of players, big players, that have went on massive contracts and we've dished out big bonuses because of the success. And that's that's kind of what happens when you do have success. You you end up having to pay out big big bonuses. Now, in the years gone past, we let big players go because you couldn't match their wage demands or their, or their ambition. Now, it's a step in the right direction that we're at. Now, we have to pay players like Van Dijk to keep them on long-term contracts. Salah, Mane, Firmino, whoever, Fabino. That's what we need to do to maintain, to, to, be, to sustain what we have. The worst thing is losing a big name. If we can keep what we have there and that's, and that's what they're trying to do. I mean, some of the criticism that come from FSG when um, Sox won their first World Series in 100 years or something is a lot of their big players went soon after because they weren't paying them. Uh, Jack Moore has just been a meanie now in the comments. <laughs> um, look, it, the Swiss Ramble just puts it, it, it just read it. If you're not read, if, if people are still banging on about loads and loads of money and we just need to buy, 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 read that. Okay. It explains what you need to know. There's not billions of pounds there just to spend. You know what I mean? And they have improved. They've built the training ground, built a stand and paid out bounces. But that's an awful lot of money. And I think we're heading in the right direction now with the, with the big night deal it will enable them to spend over the coming five years as well. People need to be patient. We hadn't a pot to piss in 10 years ago, and now we are competing in the transfer market. We're not desperate for marquee signings now. We're desperate probably for a little bit of backup, but Klopp does like to keep a nice tight squad. And look, the Swiss ramble, read it, educate yourself. Don't be just shouting and being meanie on the internet, calling people names on YouTube. <laughs> Is there any of that milk left to give him now? No, uh, Gav. You know, I think it's time you went bed. Fuck off. <laughs> that could be it. Gav, have you, have you looked into any of this uh, Swiss Ramble stuff? What do you make of what they're saying in that? I had a quick look over it. Now, listen, the, the numbers that, that they put out there are you could call them a little bit loose because they're, they're using over the last couple of seasons, I think, and they obviously don't have the accounts for this season. So they're using, they're using some sort of template, but you know, it's not so much that report that comes out. It's the timing of it for me. When you look at clubs around the league that are taking out loans um, against future revenues, which is a standard thing, I believe, but I think they might be taking out a little bit more than they usually did just to, just to smooth over the whole COVID stuff. And it may, it may bite them down the line. To me, the, the biggest thing out of it is, is sustainability. And listen, everyone knows I like FSG, um, for, for obvious reasons, you know, um, where we have been, where we are now. And people can go on about um, oh, how many trophies we have in 10 years. Where we stand now, we stand in an extremely healthy position. Um, 
as a club, um, both on and off the pitch, off the pitch is astounding. And to be honest with you, when you look back 10, 15 years as a club, but it, it raised some concerns for me. I'm going to be honest because I spoke a couple of weeks ago on, on, on one of our shows about how far FSG can take you, you know, and if, if you're going by that Swiss ramble thing, you would say to yourself, they are brilliant at what they do. There's absolutely no doubt about that. A, by making us compete and B, by bringing the value of the club from whatever you want to give it in 2010 to somewhere north of $2 billion, I think it is at the moment. Um, but you would have to look and say, you know, we don't want to take out loans against the club um, or, you know, against future revenues because they don't want to have to pay them back and hinder themselves in years to come. But it, it, it comes across to me as a little bit of somebody that's trying to keep debt off the balance sheets for a number of reasons. One, um, if someone's coming in to buy and the other one is just to make it look more appealing. Um, and I could be completely wrong on that. That's just the, the gut feeling I got on, on on that report. But it's more the timing of it. You know, people are mentioning there that, you know, Everton have spent 75 million quid on, on a new uh, midfield and stuff like that. And they absolutely have. They bloody and, need it. Oh no, they do need it. They do need it. And that argument is out there. But but that argument, well, I think it'll do better than that, to be honest with you. All joking aside, I think they've made three really, really good signings. But, uh, you know, when when we look at this, like, people will argue, well, we're, we're, we've a brilliant squad, and we do. And we were so far ahead, and we were. But, you know, I always look to. I'm not asking for marquee signings where you're going 50, 60 million three times in the summer. No, it's not going to happen, especially with the circumstances that we're in. But I still stand by left back um, attacking option and possibly a midfielder. I stand by that. Um, and centre back is going to have to be an issue now because of what's going on in centre back. I stand over that. I will wait until the 6th of October until everything is done and the dust settles and you go, yeah, but. Going on what Klopp likes, and he likes signings in, and he likes to bed them in. We're looking at this squad for the next six, eight weeks, possibly, before you bed players in. And I include Thiago in that. So for me, with the Swiss Ramble thing, I just thought, my initial, I read it, and you know, you can take it, you can, you can read into this whatever way you want. But for me, the timing of it, along with other aspects in the media and reports coming mm-hmm. in, have just made me a little bit wary over what this transfer window is going to look like for, for Liverpool this this summer. Can I just hop in, Gav? That, that was actually done some time ago. It's just an article is being made about it now. Um, the fine, the financial highlights are there every year, and all those figures that are produced are, are based on fact. The timing might unsettle you, but I mean, they are, they're not making up numbers. It's not a conspiracy. Anybody can look at them graphs or anything that's produced in that uh, report and check it with the financial highlights. And there's a lot of financial speak being spoken in it. Some go on and question it if you want, but it's, it is, it is factual. Like, you know, I think the balance, I think trying to get the balance, Andy, is what's, what's sort of frustrating people sort of on both sides. I mean, I, I, I agree with you that this, this report is facts and I agree with you. It was, it's not conspiracy. Well, it's not facts. Because, okay. Well, it's because not. you're, are you talking about projections? 
Well, it is projections and they're not using this year's yeah. accounts. So they're trying to project what we've earned and what has possibly gone out. So it's actually not facts. So, know, so I think, no, to, what, to a certain what, point. I, I think no, Andy, what three quarters of the article is based on the past, Gavin, what's been years, taken in. Yeah. And mm. then they're, they just, they obviously, they have to address what's coming, um, which is totally up in the air. Like there's big, massive drops in TV revenue coming now and obviously match day revenue. But, you know... It's a balancing act, isn't it? There's no middle. What's, what seems to be happening at the moment is there's no effing bloody middle ground. It's either sort of extreme people losing their shit over stuff that hasn't happened and are projecting that nothing will happen, imagining nothing will happen, or there's people that are saying, oh, relax, everything's under control, when possibly it doesn't seem to be with sort of not only this report, but as Gav says, sort of strategic certain LFC journalists retweeting this just to sort of put it out there. I'm sure. Is that what you meant, Gav? Like sort of, you know, people putting it out there and the no, timing it's, of it. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's you know, like Andy's saying this was done a while ago and now an article's being made of it. Why is an article being made of it now? You know, yeah. and, and so people are valid. questioning. Well, people are questioning like, oh, well, I'm saying timing and people are saying, well, it, it's it's valid now. And well, it, if it's valid now, it was valued. It was valid six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, ten weeks. Well, ago. a lot of people, the Gav, situation is the same. A lot of people are saying, "How come Leeds can spend?" You know, they're asking questions like that. How can Everton spend them? But these well, clubs, you find like Leeds are seeing a, a massive boost in their revenue. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's, and there's a lot. Half the clubs in the league have taken out loans. You're gonna take out loans if you have to bridge a huge gap. Why would you take out a loan now when you've just won the league? Yeah, I get, I get that, but what I'm, what I'm, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, and and I'll go back to to the thing where I'll, I'll wait till the sixth of October. You know, we've seen in the past where, and look, you can you can go around the issue where, oh well, Coutinho paid for this and Coutinho paid. Coutinho didn't pay for Virgil Van Dijk, and he never was going to pay for Virgil Van Dijk because Virgil Van Dijk was already in motion before Coutinho ever opened his mouth and wanted to leave Liverpool. That is a fact. That's a fact. So, it, it, you know. Liverpool have signed went big when they needed to sign. They're in a, they're in a bit of a weird position at the moment where they need depth and they have players in the on the fringes that they need to get rid of. And it's it's normal business sense that you get rid of them. But timing the timing is is the one thing that's that's in my mind all the time because you can't let you can't you can go and sign Thiago, but you're going to lose your value on on the likes of Grewich or, or a Shakiri or whoever else that you feel you want to get rid of. So it's, it, I suppose it's a, it's a game of cat and mouse, you know, the, just talking about Bayern or in talks with Inter over is a Brozovic stuff Brozovic, like that. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's probably like, you know, we spoke the other day about a domino effect and um, one knocks off the other and, and the yeah. merry-go-round starts. But, you know, with Liverpool, it, it would actually be easier to go out and just sign a big player. I think if we needed, if there was a gaping hole, I think it'd be easier to just go out and go bang, we're throwing that money at it. But they're trying to, they're trying to move, they're trying to move different pieces on the chessboard here at the right time. So it's, it, it's trying to acquire players and it's trying to get rid of players and it's trying to line them all up at the exact, the exact right time where you, you get your players in. I don't think 30 million is an issue for Thiago, but I think it's, don't affect three or four of the transfers by doing this one right now. 
You know, that kind of, it's, and that's just the way I'm thinking at the moment. Like I was blase at the start of this window that we'll do a left back, a centre back if we need be, you know, a, a striker or an attacker as we call it and a midfielder will be a, a bonus. I still think we'll end up along them lines, but I think we're going to have to be very patient. Um, just because the way the market is at the moment, but I'm, st- I am getting a little bit wary. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm not going to tell you lies. Like, come here. If you want to be critical of FCL, I'm getting all this, the comments now about, uh, speaking up for them <coughs> if you want to be if you want to criticize them which which people don't seem to is how come they haven't got the money how come all of the how come all of those the, those profits are being swallowed up in player bonuses why didn't they they negotiate contracts a little bit differently so they would be left with with money to invest in players does anyone ask that question mm. I mean, maybe are, their plan was ahead. They, they probably just... went ahead of plan and didn't expect to win Champions League and didn't expect to win the Premier League. And, you know, that I, I'm second guessing it here as well. But, you know, they, 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 they built this model and the offshoot of that is you reward the players based on the things you, on the success you have. Now, maybe mm. that's after catching them unaware or on the hop. I don't know, but it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't think I agree that the money, I don't think is an issue. I genuinely think it's down to moving bodies out. So I'm going to move off the Swiss ramble stuff and talk about a couple of transfers, right? That's right. if you it's don't mind. It was supposed to be one minute, fuck's sake. Well, 20. <laughs> well, that's a difference. Um, we certainly talk about it until you finished your milk. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, a couple of links out, right? And, and the effects that are having. Uh, the first one I want to talk, it's, it's the big one. It's um, Harry Wilson. I was going to say Danny Wilson there. Harry Wilson. Um, Moving to Aston Villa looked like it could happen, but now it looks like they're eight million apart in their valuations, which is a bit worrying because I don't know who's who's up and who's down on the eight million. I'd love to see what the two sort of valuations are on that one. But Grizz, I'll come to you, Harry Wilson. What what do you see happening with him? Is it do you see him moving? Do you think it's just a case of teams are just again trying to play chicken with us to see the weebling? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every club's doing what they've got to do in their position and, and how we're playing chicken with Bayern uh, in terms of Thiago. You know, people are doing the same with, with Wilson and us. I mean, Wilson, I, I, I think, I don't know if we've discussed it, but there was an article by the other day where it said Liverpool have made the decision. You know, Wilson stays. And it was a bit of a misleading one. Then under, underneath it said, if he doesn't get sold. Yeah. Like permanently, you know, what they meant was he's definitely not going on loan. And we've made that clear to, to every club that's inquired and said, look, give us an X amount. The X amount is supposed to be sort of around the 20 million mark. I'm sure we're flexible with that. But at the moment, teams are taking a piss with their offers to us and we've every right to refuse them. It's frustrating. You know, we want movement. We want movement out so we can see movement in or vice versa, either way. And it works both ways. But every club is doing what they've got to do for themselves to get the best deal. And people know, again, what we were discussing off here, what Gav was saying, people will know that Wilson, the reason why we came out with that piece, whoever made, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the big journalists. But the reason why we put 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 that out there is we're very happy to keep him. We're just letting other clubs know, give us a decent valuation and, and you can have him. But, you know, Again, people know that he's not in our squad. He's knows not in our plans. And so they're trying to take the piss with single-figure 
uh, bids for him. And Harry Wilson's not worth eight, nine million. Harry Wilson is 15 million plus minimum. You know, he's a young, up and coming star, done very well on every loan that he's been to. So we're, we have every right to sort of bide our time, but it's frustrating to the fan base. The fan base is fucking going mental. You know, why it's not happening? But this is why it's not happening. And eventually deals will take place, but it's just a, it's just who blinks first. Yeah. Gav, do you think with the Harry Wilson deal that it's basically he's not a priority sale because, well, in my opinion, because I don't think we need money. I, I don't think that's our issue at all. Like, do you think Liverpool would rather try and move on a Gruyich or a Cardius or one of the, even Genie at this stage? I know there's a domino effect people are talking about there where, you know, Inter are waiting to sign Vidal from Barcelona and Inter are selling Brozovic to Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich are losing Thiago. You know, there's, there's all these moves that are waiting to happen. Is that when it all kicks off? Like, like the Harry Wilson isn't doesn't count against their home non homegrown quota. So Liverpool aren't in a rush to move him on, or do you see it different? Um, I think I think well, Shani made a great point here a couple of weeks ago where he went, "Listen, lads, if Bournemouth had stayed up, if they won one more game in the Premier League, Harry Wilson would be a Bournemouth player." Yeah. 23 million it was done so that that shows Liverpool's intent with regards to Harry Wilson uh, now having said that there could have been some sort of buyback clause put in there and they went listen we're willing to put 10 million on top of that in a year's time or 18 months time because he's he just flourishes and that might have been the plan and the risk to take but for me Harry Wilson 12 million isn't enough I don't think I would have thought somebody said there he reckons 15, 16 million. I think that's about right. I think if you look at it, 23 million, you probably take 20% off. That's so you're around 18 million, somewhere around there. Um, and if you go with 15 plus two or three add ons, I think. I and think I'm pretty sure that's where it's going to end up. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah. I think that's probably a deal that happens. The talk is though that Leeds are leading the way. Newcastle, Villa, Bournemouth were actually still looking. Um, but for a, a massively reduced price and Harry Wilson doesn't seem. That's the talk is, is that Harry Wilson doesn't seem mad about going. So Harry Wilson, listen, Harry Wilson <laughs> signed a five year deal at Liverpool and um, not long before he went to Bournemouth, you know, so he can sit there and say, no, I'm not going. So you don't know, but I think Harry Wilson, if, if all things being equal, if Liverpool got, I would say, I think 15 million, as people are saying in the chat, um, I think that's, that's very fair. I think if Liverpool get 15 million and Harry Wilson, feels it's a club like a like a villa or a Leeds or whoever that you could go and, and, and improve. Um I think that will happen. But you're right in what you say, is it a is it a priority? Probably not, because Harry Wilson wouldn't be on the fringes for me as much as a Marco Grewich would. Um, Marco Grewich is being loaned out two seasons in a row. Now people would say Harry Wilson has, but Harry Wilson I think has shown in the Premier League he has a lot of potential. Um he has that long term deal. So We'll have to wait and see. I think Harry Wilson will leave the club. I don't think they get anywhere near the 23 million, but I don't think it'd be as low as 12. But having said that, I don't think he plays a massive part in what we're trying to do with other players, i.e. Thiago or Ismail Sarr or, or whoever. Like, I know I'll link to a couple of different players and we get on to them later, but I don't think he plays a massive part. And people will, will say, oh, well, it's 15 million. We're, we're selling to buy. I don't think it's a sell to buy like that. I think it's a sell to buy in, in, in a, in a way that it positionally, if you know what I mean, rather than financially. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? Yeah. So, you know, we wouldn't be, we, we wouldn't be selling Harry Wilson to bring in Sar. 
we might be trying to sell a Rigi to bring in Sar. So, I, but I think I think fifteen million, I think is is very fair on Harry Wilson, and it's just about Harry Wilson picking the right club for him. And if he doesn't feel that right club comes along, he, he stays where he is, and he's well within his rights to. Very true, very true. Andy, do you have a, a take on the Harry Wilson saga or is it something you're not really interested in? Yeah, it's a hard, hardy a saga. They've had many, like lots of inquiries about him. Uh, the usual negotiating teams are all going to use the same excuses Liverpool have been using about the unpredictability of COVID. And uh, so it's going to be used against us as well. You have to accept that and they'll just meet halfway. In, in a similar way, we'll probably end up doing a deal for Thiago halfway. It's just the yeah. way it goes. That's true. You have it's to true. remember, there's no, there's no panic in any of this. This window goes on for ages. Yeah. And I know people don't like to hear that, you know, but it is true. And Carl Gaskin put a comment in there earlier about, you know, we're trying to bring prices down for their targets. We can't moan when other clubs are so doing that you, to us. Should I tell you what uh, some are missing? The point about sort of, why is it going so late and why haven't we done no deals? And, and, and often, often the, the shouts thrown out, well, we need them to bed in pre-season. Well, there is no fucking pre-season this time, right? There isn't, right? We, it's literally player two games and going into the season. So what Klopp and his coaches know is they've got a bloody brilliant team, 14, 15 players that have just smashed 100 points, Right. And so they know we're good to go again because of a short turnover. Now, the deficiencies in our squad, to a man, we knew what, what they were. They were a reserve left back, a centre back and an attacker. Well, we've done the reserve left back. We haven't done the centre back and we haven't done the attacker. Or attacker stroke creativity. Now, you could, you could say Thiago could be the, cre- the creative player. Let's just say for argument's sake, Right. Some would accept that Thiago, would we all agree, Thiago is a creative player. That's why we're bringing him, to add to the creativity. Well, that would mean we're a centre-back away from basically covering up the deficiencies that what everyone screamed for. So I don't get what the panic is for. There is, it's a total, it's, look, it's uncertain times. It's totally different from normal. There is no pre-season. There is no betting time. We know whoever we bring in, Simikas, a young centre-back, is for the next phase it's not for now we're ready to go now we have got 14 15 16 players that have won us the league at a canter sometimes we forget that so there is no betting in time this season it's a total different window as opposed to the normal one so that's why it's going to go deep yeah that's true uh, another another interesting one as well and i think it's <clears throat> it's going to tie in with a lot of the moves and the the rumors and stories that are going to revolve around liverpool this this uh, season is the links to Origi being moved on seem to have dried up and a lot of the pathways he had out have, have been blocked now. Um, Andy, have you kept up to breast with a lot of the clubs that were chasing Divock? I mean, we had like Lazio, we had Wolves, we had Villa, we had um, other clubs there. Who was a Grizz? Any other teams that were chasing Origi? Wolves, uh, Palace, Villa. Palace. <clears throat> A lot of them have signed forwards for big money or are linked with, with closing the mill. For example, Wolves smashed their record ball, Fabio Silva for 40 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Villa are trying to sign Ollie Watkins for 25 from Brentford. Lazio signed uh, Egoi Mariki from Fenerbahce. So they're all signing forwards and Divock is not, all the teams he's linked with are not moving. Do you think this is playing into the reason why Brewster is now being looked to be moved on? Yeah, 
I mean, I wouldn't have said Origi's one that Klopp is trying to rush out the door. He's amongst the four or five players. If they got a decent offer in, he'd be allowed to go. And Klopp would look to get someone a bit more suitable. Like, Divock's been good for us. He scored some big goals, but, you know, 70% of the time he doesn't really suit us when he comes into games. But unless... unless uh, <laughs> Unless somebody unless somebody comes in with a big offer, he's going nowhere. And he's he's gonna be decent enough backup. I don't I actually don't see him going, to be honest. Yeah. It's looking that way now, Grace. What do you make of um the the forward movement that we might see out of, of Liverpool this if any this summer? How do you think it's shaping up? Movement out? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh, movement out is so so basically we know that Shaq is for sale. It's literally a case of Sashak is one of the forwards, reserve forwards that we've got in our books. You know, again, COVID has caused issues for that deal. Shaq would have easily got us 20, 25 million with our, with our eyes closed. You know what I mean? Now we're struggling to sort of get any, any bids worth making, you know, getting our attention. With Divock and Brewster, we've discussed it at length, but it's, it's, it's it's a, such a difficult one as, as as Andy says. I can't see us happily pushing, forcefully pushing Divock away. But if we get an offer in the region of twenty five thirty, then there's no doubt in my mind we would sell it. Mm. But again, that's not to say sort of it's a sell to buy policy. I mean, people are getting confused with sell to buy as opposed to sort of refurbish the squad. We you know regenerate the, and and you know that, that's allowed. Clubs are allowed to do that. I don't know why our fans, like some of the outrage today about a rumour that Brewster might be sold as opposed to just loaned out, was outrageous. It was crazy. People were sort of up in arms about Brewster like he's, you know, the Messi of, of Liverpool and he's got, you know, how are we selling Brewster when he's so brilliant? What has he done that's so brilliant? Don't get me wrong. This is coming from someone who said, I personally would keep him in the squad, but the outrage to sort of selling him and then maybe possibly bringing in a SAR who would be actually playing like Brewster hasn't actually played for us since he's been at our club. I know he's played a few odd cup games here and there, but where's this outrage come from? What makes people think that, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's such a bad move. It's such a hypocritical move from FSG and Klopp to suddenly sell Brewster. Well, look, if you love Klopp, like you say you do, why don't you trust his judgments, you know? Mm. Why don't you also trust the process to sort of, if he thinks he can get a better play in by selling someone? It was the same, uh, you know, uh, some of the outrage was worse when when, when, when then when you sold Coutinho. Do you know what I mean? It's like we're selling our best ever player. Well, we're not. We're selling a player that had huge potential, still has huge potential, but hasn't really done it for us. So if we were to sort of decide, and it's only a rumour yet, if we were to decide to sort of sell him for 20, 25 million, I would trust Klopp and Edwards to replace him with someone like uh, Ismail Saar, who I think would be better for the for the first eleven. That's just my opinion. There's a, there's a couple of ways of looking at uh, Brewster. I mean, when the team is struggling a little bit, like say, you know, take United for example, they can bring in um, Greenwood and give him all the chance he wants, and it doesn't fucking matter really either way. But Liverpool probably can't offer Brewster the games that his ambition matches. So does he does he accept another loan or does he want to move himself? 
I know for sure that Klopp won't let a youngster go if he thinks he has the ability to make it. And he'd be getting minutes and he'd be getting Absolutely. every chance. He'd be saying to Brewster, listen, hang on, kid, we're going to play you. But if that's not the case, Klopp knows. Klopp sees him every day in training. Everything's monitored. His whole long move would have been monitored. Yes, he scored a few goals in the championship. I'd like to see him get a chance. I like the fella. I think he's got a, you know, he's got something about him that's a little bit different to what our, you know, Firmino is and Origi is. Um, I would I would like to see him co- uh, stay, but I just don't think he gets the minutes. I think Origi's probably still ahead of him. And then Minamino's probably still ahead of him then to play that central position. I think we just need to be patient about Bruce and trust Klopp. None of us really know exactly what Bruce is about to be seeing and playing some Premier League games. It's a totally different animal. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. It's true. Um, Gav, what's your take on the Brewster situation? Uh, sorry, I'm just reading the comments. People seem to think I'm upset about something. Um, David Lennon's looking for a wave and everything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to wave in a northern accent, David. Um, but do you read or the the Brewster thing? I'm again. Oh, listen, I don't know if there's any anything solid about him being sold. I think there was. You know, this has gone from. Will he get a chance in the squad to he may be loaned out to it may be a permanent deal? And and again, you can look at this in so many ways. People are saying, Oh, but this is the way we're raising funds by selling them and we'll put um we'll put a, a buyback clause in and stuff. I find it bizarre that 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 listen, I go as far as as a loan, okay. I'm I'm not all right with it, but that that stuff happens. But to sell Rian Brewster, um even with a, a uh, buyback clause I think is madness I really really do uh, you know you're sending them out there you're getting tw- if, if it's 20 million okay you get 20 million but you, you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what you, you, you've no you're not nurturing them you're not doing anything and you, you, you could end up wasting a serious talent by, by by cutting them loose Um, I don't know how I, again I don't know how reliable these these people are when they say that this could happen I'd be I'd be against it um, simply because I think those players in that in in that squad are on the fringes or who have been out on loan that have done a lot less than Ryan Brewster and have got way more chances than he has. Um, I'd love to I'd love to see him in the squad for the season. I've always said it. I'd love to see him get chances here and there, and and then make a decision on him. I think it's it's way too early to be making a decision on Ryan Brewster, even if you are getting twenty million quid. Um, you know it could cost you forty to buy him back. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um. Keith, it I, looks sorry. it looks it looks very unlikely that he will stay with the squad if this stuff is going around and being thrown around there and you don't know if the club are putting it out there. But I I think I think the most extreme with Ryan Brewster for me should be alone. Yeah. Sorry, Grizz, you were gonna jump in there. No, yeah, I just wanted to ask Gav. I mean, <coughs> you know, Gav's given his opinion and, and Gav knows I respect his opinion a lot. But I'm about to question it now. But Gav, okay. so 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 for example, look. We're in a situation, and I totally accept and I agree that there are certain players that should be, right, from our fans' 
point of view, should be sold ahead of Brewster, right? So we're thinking the likes of Shaq, Grouch, Wilson, Carriers, etc., right? But what I'm saying, suggesting to you, and you know, please don't get angry like the other day. What I'm so what I'm saying to you is, if we need money now, for example, if we needed money, we don't. But if if an offer came for 25 million for Brewster. And as we've discussed, it doesn't seem there will be much game time for, for Brewster, especially the system that we play and especially the rise of Minamino that we've seen and the likes of Jones and sort of the 4-2-3-1, which gives him less opportunities, right? If, if a bid came in and as we know, Klopp blesses every in and out, right? So if, he, if with his blessing, he said, look, that's fine. I'm happy to let Brewster go. I don't see why that's an issue, even even if a buyback clause is inserted, which doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get him back. It's our option to, if we get an, if we, in the future, if we decide to think, oh my God, yeah, he's, he's turned into a brilliant, brilliant player. At the moment, he's brilliant potential. But if it is to be a brilliant player, I don't see the harm in that right now. I don't see, not from you, but general outrage on sort of Twitter today that why, why are we selling Brewster? Well, if Klopp says 25 million year and we go and get an Ishmael Saad, just for argument's sake, I'd be very, very happy and I'd very much trust Klopp and everyone to think, yeah, that's fine. They think that's the move that needs to be made. Why not? Um, I think, <clears throat> I suppose, like, when, when you look, and you make a fair point, you know, um, if, if if 20 million quid comes in, my, my biggest thing is that Ryan Brewster needs direction in his mm-hmm. career. And, you know, he could go off and be brilliant for somebody for 20 million quid and he, he could have a buyback of 30 million. But then who's to say Ryan Brewster comes back? You know, I, I get the, I get the feeling that if Liverpool, if there's any, if there's any kind of substance to this, if I was Ryan Brewster, I'd be majorly pissed off now at this stage. Majorly pissed off because Ryan Brewster had a chance to go to Germany. I think it was Munchen Gladbach. Right, yeah, and he would have got loads of chances, loads of chances. He could have went, and Liverpool fought tooth and nail to keep them. Um, and you know he had a bad injury, and he got back, and he's gone on loan, and he's proven himself. And if if Liverpool are going to turn around after all this and go, oh, we've got twenty million, he's just they're just using them basically. I'd be fuming if I was Ryan Brewster. But it's, on t- the it's other, a tough on, life. On, hold on, it's a tough life. I get that, but on the other hand. You know, if do you want to nurture this player or do you want to just throw him out there and go, oh, well, if you're good enough, we might take you back. You know, it doesn't show anything to the player. And uh, look, it's a rough business. It's a, it's a cutthroat business. It is. But for, for a player of that age, I'll put it to you then. If somebody comes in with 25 million for Harvey Elliott, are you selling them? I'm not. But I'm saying if Klopp thinks that's the way forward, look, yeah, no problem. You know, if he sold it, what I mean, what I meant to say, it comes down to trusting the process and Klopp. We love this manager. That's oh, I'm, I'm not suggesting. I'm not, and, I, and I've seen people suggest that FSG are trying to sell Brewster um, yeah. to just get money in. I, I don't agree with that. I think if I think Klopp would have the final say if he was to go or not. But, of course but he would. You, you can, I mean, you can put I mean, this to any player. Elliot, you can put this to any player the, now. The likes of Elliot, the likes of Jones, the likes of Hoover, the likes of all these guys that have had offers from other clubs, loans have been dispatched. Brewster never the the offers or the bids don't get dispatched don't seem to get dispatched there's always this uncertainty will he go will he not go where will he go for example we all saw the Klopp interview a couple of weeks back where he said mm, Brewster played very well but we will discuss what is best brilliant accent right but we will discuss <laughs> his <laughs> but we will have discussions with him that's how he was Indian me, that, that's, I am fuck's sake 
uh, that, uh, that, that's, that shows to me there's still uncertainty. <clears throat> and so it's not just a sudden decision out of the blue to sell him. It's obviously been discussed and, you know, both coach and him would have had words and said, look, you're not going to get much chance here again. I'm sorry. It's either loan or do you just want to go? Maybe. And maybe Brewster said, look, I'm happy to go now. I've had enough. You're right. What's the, what's the, why is people, are people being so defensive about him? I mean, we, this is my we point. Haven't see, we haven't seen him playing in the league. And I mean, if, yeah. if things this are behind point, the scenes, yeah, if, if, if it's, like, what's happening behind the scenes is he's just not doing it. There was rumours. Wasn't there rumours when he went on loan that there was a bit of a fallout with Klopp? And maybe there is. Maybe he's getting sackled. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Look, there was one stage, you know, he was talking He was talking Brewster up a couple of seasons ago, going into the season, and then then he was sent out on loan. He had his arm around Jordan Oyeb like he was going to be one of his, you know, his his next project. And then before, you know, he sold. Look, when players aren't good enough, to play for a top team like Liverpool just won the league they're going to be moved on we, you know why are Andy, people being so, why are people Andy. being sensitive I'd love to see look I, I believed that Brewster was going to be one of the next big things but you look at players like Curtis Jones he's got his chances and you just know this, there's something about this fella I, I just Andy, don't many, see it look in, in, our, in, in sort of and me and you will remember sort of being the older statesman We'll remember Fergie, right, making <laughs> some t- making some tough calls, right? And Fergie let go of some stunning talent, which was supposed to be brilliant in his time. But, you know, it was always proved to be right. Like, for, like I think Klopp deserves the right to be able to turn over his squad, even if it means making some tough calls on the likes of Brewster or Rigi. You know, sentiment goes out the window. We're, we're operating at a level where we can't be worried about how the player feels, is it a good look? Bollocks to all that. You know, how many hard decisions have managers made in the past, sort of, you know, over some young talent? And if Klopp feels that, mm, yeah, I agree. We stopped him from going to Mönchengladbach. That was about, how long ago was that, Keith? Two, three years ago? I think yeah, it, it was. two years ago, yeah. But it was before his injury, right? No, he was it. Then no. he got, yeah. Then he got that injury. That was when he signed the contract. They got him to sign the contract on the basis that he'd be pushed in and stopped and going and to maybe, Gladbach two summers ago. And maybe that injury was more devastating than we think mm. or we know, and it's affected him sort of, you know, in, in the progress that he was supposed to have made. I mean, That's I just don't get the outrage, you know, among social media today about oh, how dare we sell Brewster? Well, how mm. dare you tell? But I think, the, I think, I think, but I think the argument here is is that. You know, don't get me wrong. I think Curtis Jones has come on f- fantastically. I can remember watching him probably two years ago in preseason. Going, I don't think he make it. I think I think he's too lightweight. I think he plays the game for himself a bit much. But when you look at him now, it's the complete opposite. You know, he's yeah. bulked up. He, he's he's tactically aware. He's he's a really good team player, and you know things can change dramatically in a year or two for players, especially at that age. But my argument is, you know, I don't I, listen. He might go on loan. He might get sold. He might stay with the squad. All I'm saying is he is probably the, the attacking player of all these players that we discussed that are, are talents that has proven himself the most. You know, and that's where I have a bit of a, an issue with it. You know, and me and Andy had this discussion going back a couple of weeks ago. And all I'm saying is 
I, 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 I would genuinely, I, 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 look, I think Ryan Brewster would get a pain in his bollocks now and just say, listen, I've had enough. I'm out of here because I'm doing my best. I've, I've, I've done everything I've asked to do. I've been made promises, like you mentioned with the contract two years ago, right? That haven't been fulfilled, even though he's done everything that's been asked of him. And he's watching players that aren't as good as him. And haven't proven as much. And they're being kept around this squad week after week after week. And he's being asked to, you know, jump how high sort of thing. And I, I, I get the feeling that if this goes on and does materialise into anything that we're discussing now, Ryan Bruce will probably say, fuck is I'm out of here. Let Look, Gaff, very, very few players have left the club team and gave out and build them. Mm. Um, you know, if Brewster goes, fans are going to have to make peace with it. The players are going to have to make peace with it. It's a, it can be a cruel game at times. I don't think he's going to be sold. I think the the Twitter outrage is, is based on a few rumors. I think realistically, he probably gets another loan. And look, if he does stay and he gets his chances, great. Everyone will be happy. Everyone will be happy to see him get his chances. A lot of comments saying it's not fair. You know, uh, Cortez has had chances. That's the point. Brewster hasn't had his. But Curtis Jones has is, is earned his too. And he's lit the place up when he's played. Yeah, very true. Right, before we move on, we'll move off Brewster. Um, Gav, I want to come to you very quickly. Is there any updates on our Predictor race or any of the Instagram stuff we're going to be doing oh, yeah. in the start um, of the new season? So Predictor race, um, that closes at midnight on Thursday. So basically you go onto our YouTube channel, go to the Predictor Ace video in the description there. You'll see the 50 questions, type out your 50 questions and send it to the email address. That's also in the description. Uh, 50 questions, one winner. There's no runners up. There's no nearly men. It's 50 questions and one winner. We're going to start collating them tonight, actually. Um, so get on that before midnight on Thursday. We have got, um, we have prizes coming in. Um, a few have come in. A few have been promised to us from the likes of Tree Retro, uh, uh, Love Follow Conquer have, um, have told us they'll sort us out with a prize at the end of the season. They're hard to get now because obviously people are different sizes in, in, in jerseys and stuff like that. But we have a couple of prizes in already and they will get, they will, you know, we'll gather them as the season goes on and the one winner gets the whole lot. And um, we'll outline it a lot more on, on Friday show because Friday show is when we'll update every week on this competition. With regards to Instagram, uh, go and follow us on Instagram. Very simple. Before every game and after every game, we're going to be doing 10 to 15 minutes. It'll be either, it could be me, it could be Keith, it could be Grizz if we ever dare to try set them up on Instagram. Um, it could be Shawnee. And basically, it's your opportunity to come on and talk. So you go and watch us live on Instagram, you request to come onto the show, we hit the, we hit the OK button, you come on and give your thoughts on lineups or whatever or reaction to the game. So go and follow us on Instagram for that as well. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. A nice little uh, break from the, the heat that was going on there. That was um, good, good chat. Oh, yeah, well, I thought yeah. it was, but, you know, um, more more to come, more to come. I'm going to move through a couple, a couple of other little um, things that have come up before we talk about players that have been linked into Liverpool. Um, one of the, the things that's arisen over the last few days has been the talk of Fabinho moving to the four-choice centre-back. Andy, have you heard much about this? And do you like the idea of Fabinho being used in that role? No, I don't like the idea of uh, Fabinho being used in that role at all. I think it uh, goes against all of his qualities. He's so good high up the pitch. He, um, he breaks up the play high up the pitch. He, pr- he presses for a defensive midfielder. I've never seen a player press like him. He's kind of reinvented that role himself and he's perfect for our midfield. So putting him centre-back is just something 
to give people a belief in the idea that Thiago comes in and plays the the screen and roll, and then we have we still have a place for Fabinho on the team. I'd hate to see him being our fortune. I, I, look, I don't know. I want us to sign a centre back, and I'm starting to wonder will we at all because Lovren was nearly gone late in the window last year to Roma without yeah. a replacement being brought in. So maybe Klopp has uh, Fabinho earmarked to play, you know, as a far choice centre back. But I don't like the idea of it all. Even though Henderson can play, you know, can play the six quite well. Did it between December and February last year. We conceded about three goals. He, d- he does the job very well. But look, for me, Fabinho is just too good in the midfield. He's too enjoyable to watch. He can win the ball up high and then flick a ball across over the top or play diagonals and get players in. Uh, so, no, no thanks for me. Not for you, Grizz. What do you think of the Fabinho to centre-back rumours? I'm torn. I really am. Um, as a fourth choice, um, you have to ask yourself, if we don't sign a centre-back, then it means they had this in their sort of plans as opposed to it's just an emergency move and look we're panicking we're not buying the center back you know the fact that Andy does remind me that Lovren was nearly sold near the end of the window and we still didn't sign a center back Um, and now added to the fact that I say fact well it is near enough fact that Thiago is coming in to already congested midfield And and the formation change that we discussed the other day where where it seems, obviously we don't know, but it, it, it may become a four-two-three-one situation, and we've got sort of the likes of Hendo, who's tremendous at number six in our title-winning season for a lot of the time. Fabinho would be ideally a mainstay in the midfield, but but if you was to ask me right now, um, going into this season and saying, look, if it meant Thiago coming in if it meant relying on sort of Fabinho to play and fingers crossed Touchwood and all that kind of stuff, you know, hopefully not too many games at centre-back, you know, the chances of sort of two or three of our centre-backs being cropped for a while is is, is, is mad high. I, and if it meant getting another attacker in, I think it's just me. It's just me. I know loads of will argue, but I'm happy with, going with Fabinho as our fourth choice if it meant getting an extra attacker, if that was the permutation. Gav, what do you make of the Fabinho to centre-back and would you sacrifice buying a centre-back if it meant we could get a Thiago and an attacker over the line? Do you think it's it's a viable option? Um, It's a viable option, but I don't think it's the right one. I'm being honest with you. Uh, I'm not a fan Listen, if 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 Fabinho has to go in there because all our centre halves or our or three of our four centre halves are suspended or injured, you, you go okay. But I don't want to see him in there on a long term basis. He wasn't signed to be a centre half for Liverpool. You know, he was signed to be a centre midfielder for Liverpool, and that's where he should play. Now, listen, people will say to you, "Well, people are versatile and look at Milner and stuff like that." That's fine, but he's. He's a really, really f- important part of what we do in midfield. Again, the argument will be, well, if we sign Thiago, he could be there. Yeah, he could. But at the end of the day, you're still going to end up with a, a central midfielder uh, playing at centre-half. 
if it happens once or twice, yeah, there's no issue. But I think over a longer period of time, I think it could be a worry. I don't see why we need to use Fabinho as a four-choice centre-back um, to allow us to sign a forward and a midfielder. I really don't. I don't. I don't think it's be. I don't think it should be beyond Liverpool to sign a centre back that the field could be. I don't know. Four choice, tour choice, pushing for Joe Gomez a spot. I don't know what way they want to look at it. Um, an attacker, which we're crying out for. Let's be honest about it. You know, we can we can say we have a brilliant squad and we can say we're brilliant and we've the best front three in the world and they're probably all t- true facts. But the drop off is, is is too much. It's too much, and um, we will struggle if we lose Mane or Salah or Firmino for a, a period of time. And, and that mightn't happen, but it might. So for me, I don't think there's any reason why Liverpool can't do a forward, can't do a centre-back and can't do Thiago and alleviate that problem with Fabinho. Having said that, if they do them three and something happens all the centre-halves, Fabinho goes in there fine, but you don't want it for a long period of time. See, That's gotta, just my opinion. We've got to remember Fabinho. I know a lot of shock horror in the comments as well and a lot of people saying Fabinho went centre-back. Well, you've got to remember um, a lot of his career he's played as a defender. He plays right back, Fabrizio. He, he, he's he, played, he, you know, played right back, not centre back. It's such sure. a difference, but, you know. He's played there for Monaco as well, centre back. And he, look, the kind of centre back Degsy was, right? Bless his cotton socks. And he's gone on to score goals like Burkamp tonight and whatnot. Bless him. But look, I, I, if, if we'd done a Twitter poll now and said Fabinho at centre back or Degsy at centre back, I think probably Fabinho would be you know, nip and tuck. I don't think there'd be much in it. So from that viewpoint, we're replacing a fourth choice Degsy with a, with a fourth choice uh, um, Fabinho. I'm not saying he'd, he'd be our regular centre-back. Of course I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sort of bring some rationale behind it, my thinking. And I'm saying, look, if, if, if there was an emergency and he played there for, sorry, say, seven to eight games, I don't think, you can remember, we played Bayern Munich. Uh, at, with Fabinho at centre-back and kept a clean sheet very easily. He's played there a few times for us and hasn't looked out of place. Um, mm. In an emergency or as a cover, I don't see it being too much of a problem because of the strength we've got in central midfield. That's my um, that's my pro. My my against it would be the crisps that are Matip. If Matip was more durable, then I, don't, I wouldn't have a problem with it. <coughs> <coughs> It's one that I think depends on, you know, people are, if you're looking at the worst case scenario, you lose a centre back to injury. Yeah. We, we have two that are quite, um, can miss games in, in Matip and in Gomez. But I think Fabinho as a centre back playing in their system, if it was beside Van Dijk, which we haven't seen, he's played there, um, beside Matip, wasn't it? Against Bayern Munich, was it Matip and Fabinho played centre back in that one? And he yeah. played there against Wolves when, Hilver made his debut. Yeah, it was Matip and Fabinho against Bayern. Yeah, so if it was a thing that he was playing alongside Van Dijk, I mean, anyone could play there. And it might still, you know, teams aren't going to be bombarding us. It might be, you know, play the ball Absolutely. out moving. And it could work theoretically. And I don't, and it's something Gav said, I don't think we would maybe be have to not sign a centre-back to to buy the forward player, I think they might just be looking. And again, we're just guessing because we're just basing it on, on rumours and on stuff that we're reading as well. 
But I just think they might fancy a centre-back next season. Now, we spoke about Ben White before. Maybe they're going to look, instead of bringing in, we've said maybe a defender in the 10 to 15 million mark centre-back, they might be saying, well, look, if we can do Fabinho there for a year, we may be able to do something next season when it's more of a priority. I don't know. I just I think it's interesting. We'll move off Fabinho. And another one I wanted to talk to uh, talk about, sorry, was Newcastle are doing a bit of business there as well. They've signed um, Callum Wilson and they've signed <laughs> Ryan Frazier. And they also signed Jamal Lewis, 13.5 million. Um, Andy, I'll come to you on this one. What, what did you make of Jamal Lewis going to Newcastle for 13 million? Yeah, it's crazy. Like that was the sort of figure he was being linked with us for, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, they were demanding twenty million, and now he's gone to Newcastle. He must be raging himself, the player. Um, I'm sure he would have preferred the move to Liverpool. Probably gets to come in at Newcastle and play every game. So it's, it's one of those, isn't it? There might be a big move ahead for him if he, depending on how he gets on at Newcastle. But. Uh, yeah, I'd say every every penny of that thirty million is going to be spent on skips being sent to Anfield to to piss us off. <laughs> yeah, very much, very much. Gav, have you um, followed the Lewis move to Newcastle with any interest whatsoever? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, I have to be honest. I think they've done made some good signings as well. You know, yeah. uh, Ryan Fraser is a good signing for them. Um, He's probably one of Bournemouth's better players. Um, few fitness issues, I think, but really good player when he gets going. Um, they've, of course, they've signed the striker, uh, Callum, Callum Wilson, Wilson, which yeah. is a really good signing. Yeah. Um, a really good signing for Newcastle because he's, he's mobile. He's direct. He's strong. He's an eye for goal. Joe Linton was 40 million quid, wasn't he? Yeah. And it just hasn't happened for him, but you never know if they were brave enough to go with, with the physicality of Joe Linton and the, and 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 the sort of attributes that Callum Wilson have that they're onto a winner. Jamal Lewis is just a mad one, you know. And you know, people were saying Liverpool were skint and Liverpool uh, were cheap and stuff like that. Liverpool seeing the value in Callum or in Jamal Lewis at around ten, twelve million quid, and Norwich decided like it was like a champions tax. We won twenty, and. I'm sure Jamal Lewis thought, isn't it great that Norwich value me so much at 20 million and then sell him to Newcastle for 14? Um, he's gone there. Um, I'd say he just wants to get away from Norwich after all that, but he has to be fucking fuming. You know, he's going to, he's going to a team there that, you know, <clears throat> historically in the Premier League over the last couple of seasons hover between probably 12th and 17th and he could have been playing for, for Liverpool, you know, but that's the way it goes. Um, he's a good signing for Newcastle. I think any signs are good for Newcastle. I think they're a bit yeah. stale, but I think um, they've done good business, but, you know, you, you have to wait and see. It's, it's it's a lot of change at Newcastle and it's a lot of bedding in. They're not the signings they were expecting because, of course, six, eight weeks ago, they were expecting to be the richest club in the world and, and they're not. But um, no, decent, decent stuff from Newcastle. Decent stuff from a couple and I include everything in that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of people are talking about, you know, the fact it was 13 million for Lewis and add-ons thrown in. But Kieran Thorne does point out that some of them add-ons are about winning cups and Champions League qualification. So, you know, it's probably 13 million. You know what I mean? But the thing, Chris, that I, I find about it, a lot of people said, no, Jamal Lewis definitely was the first thing. Liverpool rushed out and just went and got Simicast then. Makes me think that maybe Simicas it wasn't as clear cut that Lewis was the first choice because Lewis Simicas takes up a non 
maybe Lewis does as well, does he? And on home ground, yeah, he would actually. So maybe it's not all that different. But the the fact that he walked away so quickly from from Lewis makes me think he didn't really even end that much negotiations with with Norwich. What do you think of that? It's it's uh, it's a it's an example of how people <coughs> that jump on this bandwagon of we're cheap and we're skin and we're tight asses. Sometimes later on, it, it transpires totally different. The story transpires, and it tra- so, and so tra- and transpires now that you know they were trying to fleece us for twenty million when you know the the actual value that they had in their head was what we went for in the end. It means it to me it shows how good we are, how good we are at sort of forecasting and predicting what other clubs are going to say and do with us, and how we and how we have the power to walk away. Um, they really didn't. They really didn't think um, um, that you know. Sort of, we'll we'll abandon it and sort of have someone else lined up. And they took us for fools. And uh, lo and behold, I, I truly think we've got the better deal anyway. I, I rate Simicast, uh more than Jamal Lewis. But the most sorry I, fought, I feel for is Jamal Lewis. One second he's he's playing in front of the cop for under under uh, under Jurgen Klopp, and next minute he's playing for. Um, Steve Bruce down the Galloway, yeah, it's true. It's a big drop, all right. But look, he could do well there. He's a decent enough player. Um, I want to move on, lads, before we finish up and talk about some of the players that are being linked with Liverpool in the attacking sense. And we know Ishmael Sar is linked, we know Patson Dacca is being linked as well, and Dominic Shabaloy as well is a name that's being linked. Gav, what do you make of these links? Do you think there's anything in them, or do any of them excite you or interest you? Um, in the attacking sense. Sar does, but the, the worry for me is is the African nations, and oh, I still don't know when the African nations is happening. Is it's being moved nah. to? It's being moved. Somebody told me it's being moved to January because the climate is too is too severe in the summer and stuff like that. Um, but if the African nations was in the summer, you just go, yes, yeah, Sar, Sar, it does excite me. Really impressed me at Anfield when we played them, and of course at Vickers Road, he was he was man of the match as well. Um, the, the Daka stuff, he looked good. He looks good. I, I like him. Um, I've seen people say, you know, would we bring him in now? Would we do a kind of cater deal? I think one of our, our our followers on Twitter was suggesting that earlier, and I think we all kind of agreed that that, that sounded like a, a a decent sort of idea. Um, Shabaloy, don't know too much about him. Gonna be honest about it. Um, he's banging in free kicks. Though I've seen that on Twitter, but it's 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 becoming a curious situation as to what you do up front because if you're keeping a Rigi and you can't get rid of Shakiri and you want to get rid of Brewster, it's you're starting to wonder what sort of player you're looking for. You know that kind of way because they're three totally different players and mm-hmm. you, you, when you're home in, I think it might just come down to raw pace that we look for and that's why Sarah's been out there front and centre but that's 40 million quid, you know. Um, but then again, you never know. You never know what Liverpool because genuinely... I don't know what I don't know what way what way Liverpool are looking at this now. I don't know whether they're just biding their time. I do believe they're waiting in the midfield section for things to move at certain times and stuff like that. And I've said that earlier. But attacking wise, I don't know what sort of player they're looking for, Keith. I really don't. Sar excites me. Daka excites me. Chabalé. I'm I, again. I'm not, I'm I'm not going to pretend I'm I'm any sort of expert on him. But it'll be interesting to see what's if they do go. And I hope they do go for an attacking player what sort of player they get. Not just the name, but what sort yeah. of player profile they have and the attributes they have to complement what we have already. 
Very good point. Um, Andy, do you know much about these three players linked? Because as Gav touched on there, they're all very different players. We've got Sard as a winger. Uh, Daka can play across the front, but mainly a centre forward. And Shabaloy is more of a number 10 who can play with. What yeah. No, I mean... I'm look, so happy you f- helped him out there. I'm so happy you helped him out there, Keith. Tell me <laughs> this was horrible. Go on. Yeah, I know. I know you stay up all night watching um, <laughs> all sorts of live foreign leagues like you do, do that fella, Chris. But uh, no, we're not going to pretend. Uh, I'm familiar with Sar. I'm a huge fan of Sar. I'd love to see him come into Liverpool. I think he's exactly what this team is and needs. Uh, but then the other two names, like it, it's going to be different names next week. Just that's the way. That's the way it's been. You know, linked with it, linked with a player for a week. Next week, you're hearing different names. We've been doing the show for six weeks I suppose and you're know, rattling off names okay I, look uh, Sarah for me I'd love it I'd love it to happen I'd, I'd probably love it to happen more than I would Thiago to be honest oh yeah. good nice nice um, yeah but that's that's the because the whole Thiago team thing seems to uh, be based around when Alden leaving and I, I see in the comments Klopp was meant to be having conversations with when Alden this week yeah I I was so disappointed to see him move. Um, so much of what what Fabinho's able to do in our team when he does go pressing up high, when Alan comes slotting in behind him and Henderson does that job as well. It's what makes that midfield so good. How good how much they complement each other. Um, when Alan be a huge loss, look, I wish him best of luck if that's what he wants to move on. He wants to go on to Barca and, and fulfill that uh, ambition. Fair play to him. But uh, be a massive loss, and if Thiago is based on when Alan leaving, I'm I'm very much torn. But uh, Sarah Sarah coming in would be would would excite me more than anything, really. Yeah. What about you, Grace? How do you say? Yeah, it? well, I think we might as well end on the news that I said we're going to have some 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 good good news on 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 Tuesdays. Never, everyone was going mad. Like, are we signing anyone? No one. Well, we are signing people. But the good news was that you know a um, couple of things. Um, as we said every week, you know you're going to get tentative links to Tiago, you know, and you know they're going to be sort of brushed away within days. Well, the latest link was back to Barca. Again, that's been brushed away. So now we've had PSG, we've had Chelsea, we've had Bayern, we've had who else have we had? United, all linked with Tiago. Um, the same thing's been told to all of them. Forget about it. He's going to Liverpool. Uh, and secondly, Andy wants to see Ismail Assam more than anyone else. Well, we have started talks with uh, with Watford. Um, so keep an eye on that one. We have started talks this week with with Watford over Ismail Shah. And that's why I wanted to share with the viewers and listeners this Tuesday evening. Well done, Grace. Well done. We left them hanging, but we got well delivered. The end. No that's problem. It. The mailman does it again. Um, so, look, uh, we will probably leave it there, lads, I'd say, an hour and ten. Um, the chat was was lively, to say the least, tonight. Um, but, look, we, we take everyone's uh, opinions on board and we've no problem with any of that. Uh, if anyone last chances to be smashing that like button, walk away, won't cost you anything. We we appreciate it and we'll we'll tie it up there. So Andy, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Yeah, yeah, always a pleasure. It was uh it was interesting. Read to my see. notes next time. It was uh what? Read my notes next time. 
I will. Come here. It was it was uh, it was interesting to see the the term top red being used in the comments. It's the first time outside Twitter I've seen that term used, so it's spreading <laughs> in the lexicon now, isn't it? It's yeah, right there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's good to see. It's good to see as a as it's a top not, red. You must be delighted. Look, you know what? I, I want to I want to see one of these guys who who uh, calls other fans top reds come onto the show. Any, any of them are welcome. I'd love, I'd love to, love to come on. I just want to see what they look like in real life, um, and if they actually exist. Well, we have, we have offered, we have offered people with alternative views. Anybody who actually believes FSG or top reds, more than welcome to come on our show. Why not? Why not? It'd be a pleasure. It'd be a pleasure to have someone on and just to hear, hear them put a bit of perspective on their opinions. Like it's all, it's all in the good barking on in the comments with, with nothing to back it up. You know, just. Put it, you know, send us a tweet. We'll have you on any night. There you go. And Grizz, my man, thank you very much for joining us tonight. No problem, mate. Absolute pleasure as always. Good stuff, Gav. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Gav's fit for the bed. He looks it. He looks it. I'm grand. I'm grand. I'm, I'm, I've been up since about half four this morning, um, but I'm grand. Uh, yeah, back on tours. You were another transfer agenda show. Our season launches on Friday night with our new show, The Friday Forecast. And um, yeah, before and after the game on Saturday on Instagram and back with the Fatback Four on Sunday. So that's the schedule for the rest of the week. Excellent stuff. Um, so we'll leave it there. I've been your host, Keith Plunker. We've been the LFC Day Trippers. This has been the Transfer Agenda Show. Good night. You started as an RN, caring for one patient at a time. But now you're being called to help more patients more often by earning your Master's in Nursing Leadership and Healthcare Systems degree online from Grand Canyon University. You could become a leader responsible for staff development and patient care outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.